Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. You don't need God to give you something. You need to draw out what God has already put on the inside of you. We're asking God for more when the truth is you've already got it. You don't need more. What you need is revelation of what you've already got. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm going to begin a brand new series. It's actually a follow-up, kind of an application to what I taught on Spirit, Soul, and Body, Your True Identity in Christ. And I've got this teaching entitled, You've Already Got It. The subtitle of it is, So Quit Trying to Get It. And it's got a picture of a dog chasing his tail on here. And, you know, it's kind of like a dog chasing its tail. If it ever catches it, it found out it already had it all along. And a lot of people are asking for things that God has already given them. And this is a paradigm shift. It's a completely different way of looking at things that God has already given us everything we will ever need. You don't need to ask God to heal you, to bless you, to prosper you, to reveal His love to you. He's already done all of these things. What you've got to do is begin to start believing that God has already done it, and you've got to learn how to start receiving instead of asking God to start giving. Now, that's a major difference, what I've said right there. And I think that the majority of people don't even understand how important this is. But out of all of the things that I teach, this is one of the most important. I say that about a lot of things because I believe everything I teach is important. But just in my own personal life, this has made a huge difference in the way that I relate to God, in the way that God moves in my life. And I am seeing much better results now that I have this mindset that God has already done His part. It's not up to me to beg and plead with God to do something, but rather it's a renewing of my mind and me just drawing out what God has already put in me instead of asking God to give me things. That is a huge, huge difference. And let me just say right up front, as I began teaching this, that I have ministered now for over 50 years. And I have seen, I mean, thousands of times that I just preach my heart out about how God already loves you. God's already blessed you. You've already got all things in heavenly places in Christ. Now say all of these things. And then right afterwards, I have people come up and say, would you please pray that God would just give me His love, that God would heal me? And it goes against everything that I was teaching. And so I've learned this over the years, that, you know, I can argue people into seeing my point of view on certain things. Now, you may, you've always got a choice whether you believe it or not. God doesn't force anybody to believe things. But, you know, I can argue a person into seeing that healing is a part of the atonement of the Lord Jesus, and that by His stripes we were healed, 1 Peter 2.24. I can argue them into that position, even though they may have been taught against it, and they can at least come to a place where they say, well, I see it. Now, they may choose to go ahead and go by what the doctor says or go by what they're feeling and stuff. God doesn't force them to believe it, but I can argue them into that position. 
I CAN ARGUE PEOPLE INTO SEEING THAT JESUS BECAME POOR SO THAT WE THROUGH HIS POVERTY MIGHT BE MADE RICH. 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 8, VERSE 9, AND MOST PEOPLE HAVE BEEN TAUGHT THAT, NO, GOD WANTS US POOR. GOD uh, ISN'T GOING TO, YOU KNOW, SUPPLY uh, ANYTHING EXCEPT JUST THE BARE NECESSITIES AND STUFF. BUT I CAN ARGUE A PERSON WITH THE WORD OF GOD INTO A POSITION WHERE THEY AT LEAST SEE AND UNDERSTAND WHAT I'M SAYING. BUT WHEN IT COMES TO THIS TRUTH ABOUT GOD HAS ALREADY DONE EVERYTHING, YOU'VE ALREADY GOT IT. I HAVE TRIED TO ARGUE PEOPLE, EXPLAIN THIS, AND uh, PEOPLE JUST CAN'T SEE THIS. THIS HAS TO COME BY REVELATION, IS WHAT I'M SAYING. THIS IS SOMETHING THAT uh, I, can, I CAN PREACH MY HEART OUT AND A PERSON, IT JUST SEEMS LIKE IT GOES RIGHT OVER THEIR HEAD. THERE IS NO uh, NATURAL WAY TO UNDERSTAND THIS BECAUSE I'M TALKING ABOUT SOMETHING THAT YOU CANNOT SEE, THAT YOU CAN'T PROVE IN JUST A TEST TUBE OR IN SOME PHYSICAL WAY. THIS HAS TO COME BY REVELATION. AND YET I'M SAYING THIS IS ONE OF THE MOST IMPORTANT REVELATIONS THAT GOD HAS EVER GIVEN ME. SO I WOULD LIKE TO SAY RIGHT UP FRONT AND ASK YOU TO JUST AGREE WITH ME THAT IF YOU BELIEVE THAT GOD IS SPEAKING THROUGH ME AND THROUGH THIS PROGRAM, IF YOU ARE LOOKING FOR GOD TO SPEAK TO YOU, THEN I JUST WANT YOU TO ENTER INTO AGREEMENT THAT GOD GIVES UNTO YOU THE SPIRIT OF WISDOM AND REVELATION AND KNOWLEDGE OF HIM, THAT THE EYES OF YOUR HEART WOULD BE OPEN, THAT YOU WOULD RECEIVE THIS BY THE SPIRIT, BECAUSE THIS IS SOMETHING THAT JUST DOES NOT MAKE SENSE TO A PERSON WHO IS ONLY GOING BY WHAT THEY CAN SEE, TASTE, HEAR, SMELL, AND FEEL. YOU'VE GOT TO RECEIVE THIS THROUGH THE REVELATION OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. AND THE GOOD NEWS IS THAT GOD WANTS TO REVEAL THIS TO YOU MORE THAN YOU WANT HIM TO REVEAL IT. SO IF YOU WILL JUST COOPERATE AND IF YOU WILL OPEN UP YOUR HEART, I'M GOING TO SAY SOME THINGS THAT ARE GOING TO BE DIAMETRICALLY OPPOSED TO WHAT RELIGION TEACHES. AND I MEAN IT IS GOING TO COUNTER A LOT OF RELIGIOUS TEACHING, BUT THAT DOESN'T MEAN IT'S WRONG. YOU KNOW, JUST LOOK AT IT THIS WAY. MOST PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM HAVE ALREADY HAD A LOT OF RELIGIOUS TEACHING, A LOT OF RELIGIOUS TRAINING AND STUFF, AND YOU HOLD ON TO THESE THINGS. BUT LET ME ASK YOU, HOW'S IT WORKING FOR YOU? AND I KNOW FROM DEALING WITH THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE AND TALKING TO THEM PERSONALLY THAT THERE ARE MANY PEOPLE WATCHING HERE THAT YOU MAY HAVE BEEN SERVING THE LORD AND KNOWN THE LORD FOR QUITE A PERIOD OF TIME, AND YET THE AVERAGE PERSON WATCHING THIS PROGRAM IS STRUGGLING TO RECEIVE HEALING, TO RECEIVE PROSPERITY, TO RECEIVE JOY, PEACE, DELIVERANCE, VISION, AND ON AND ON. YOU BELIEVE IN GOD, YOU ARE PRAYING, BUT HOW'S IT WORKING FOR YOU? AND I BELIEVE THAT THE AVERAGE PERSON WOULD SAY, WELL, THERE'S A LOT OF STRUGGLES. THERE'S THINGS THAT YOU BELIEVE GOD WANTS TO DO IN YOUR LIFE THAT YOU AREN'T RECEIVING. AND SO MY POINT IS THAT IF THAT'S TRUE, THEN DON'T HOLD ON TO JUST THESE DOCTRINES OF MEN IF IT'S NOT WORKING FOR YOU. BE OPEN TO SOMETHING NEW. AND I'M GOING TO BE SAYING SOME THINGS THAT I PROMISE YOU WILL CHALLENGE A LOT OF THE RELIGIOUS CONCEPTS THAT YOU HAVE HAD. BUT AGAIN, um, JESUS SAID IN MARK CHAPTER 7, VERSE 13, THAT YOUR TRADITIONS AND DOCTRINES OF MEN MAKE THE WORD OF GOD OF NONE EFFECT. AND SO, THE REASON THAT WE AREN'T EXPERIENCING ALL OF THE ABUNDANCE, THE JOY AND THE PEACE THAT GOD HAS FOR US IS NOT GOD'S FAULT, IT'S OUR FAULT, AND ONE OF THE THINGS THAT HINDERS US 
IS THIS WRONG THINKING. AND WHAT I'M GOING TO BE TEACHING IN THIS SERIES ABOUT YOU'VE ALREADY GOT IT, THIS IS GOING TO MAKE A RADICAL DIFFERENCE IN THE WAY THAT YOU RELATE TO THE LORD AND THE WAY THAT YOU RECEIVE FROM GOD. AND IN MY OWN PERSONAL EXPERIENCE AND IN THE EXPERIENCE OF MANY PEOPLE THAT I'VE MINISTERED TO, I MEAN, THIS IS A GAME CHANGER. YOU KNOW, I'M THINKING RIGHT NOW ABOUT CAROLINE AND MIKE HESH, WHO I WOULD LIKE TO ENCOURAGE YOU TO GO TO OUR WEBSITE, AND YOU CAN LOOK UNDER OUR HEALING JOURNEYS, OUR HEALING TESTIMONIES, AND MIKE HAD THIS HUGE TUMOR THAT WAS ON HIS CHEST. AND I MEAN, I THINK HE HAD IT FOR YEARS. I THINK IT WAS UP TO EIGHT YEARS. AND HE HAD PICTURES OF THIS THING WITH TENTACLES THAT WENT ALL THROUGH HIS CHEST. AND IT WAS A CANCER, AND IT WAS SAPPING HIS LIFE. AND HE GOT HOLD OF THIS BOOK, THE ONE ENTITLED, YOU'VE ALREADY GOT IT, AND IT JUST TRANSFORMED HIS LIFE. AS A MATTER OF FACT, AS A WAY OF INTRODUCTION INTO THIS, I WOULD JUST LIKE TO PLAY THIS LITTLE TESTIMONY THAT WE HAVE A VIDEO OF MIKE HESH. WATCH THIS. AND I'LL BE BACK AT THE END OF THE PROGRAM. IN THE YEAR 2000, I NOTICED THAT I HAD A PIMPLE HERE, AND I DIDN'T THINK ANYTHING OF IT. YOU KNOW, IT WAS JUST, IT WAS JUST CONSTANTLY A LITTLE ITCH HERE. OF COURSE, AT, at NIGHT, I'D COME HOME, TAKE MY SHIRT OFF, AND I'D HAVE TO INVESTIGATE, BECAUSE YOU'RE JUST CONSTANTLY AWARE OF IT. THROUGH THAT YEAR, IT STARTED GETTING RED, AND THEN IT GOT LARGER AND LARGER, uh, LIKE A SMALL AREA ABOUT THE SIZE OF MY FINGER, AND I NOTICED THAT IT WOULDN'T HEAL OVER. I BEGAN TO PHOTOGRAPH IT BECAUSE I BELIEVED THAT GOD WAS GOING TO HEAL ME, AND I WANTED TO DOCUMENT THE DATES. I PRAYED FOR IT, I BELIEVED IN HEALING, AND IT STILL DIDN'T GO AWAY. The desert oasis of Tucson, Arizona, sits in a sheltered valley. Here, Mike and Caroline Hesch joined a non-denominational church, submitting themselves to a strong-willed pastor. In time, they became victims of religious ideas as malignant as the tumor that threatened to consume both of their lives. I was part of this ministry for like 20 years. They had taught healing, but it was all uh, performance-based doctrine. Oh, you must be sinning. Um, oh, you're not doing God's will. Oh, you're in rebellion to the pastor. Oh, this, oh, that. Everything was a reason why I wasn't getting better. And he had talked to our pastor about it, and the pastor said, well, that's nothing that herbs can't heal. It's a nutritional problem. I seemed to just be getting worse and worse and worse. When it wouldn't go away, my pastor said, why don't you go to the doctor, then we can uh, pray specifically for God to show us exactly what it is. So that's when Mike made an appointment with the dermatologist to have it checked out. And he comes in and he looks at it, and he didn't look at it for maybe five or ten seconds. He said, excuse me, I'd like to go get my colleague. Um, and then they did the doctor thing, you know, where they, mm-hmm, uh-huh, and they're, you know, with their little uh, thing probing around the edge. And they didn't say anything in front of me, but I could tell that it was kind of serious. He left the room and he said, the nurse will uh, direct you, you know, what to do. When I got to the counter, she handed me a piece of paper and she told me, you have an appointment, and it was like two weeks out. And I can't remember if he was behind me, the doctor that saw me, or in the hallway passing through. He just stopped. And he said, no, that's not soon enough. 
you know, and I could sense the fear. So he said, I'll take care of this. And well, the appointment was two days out from the day I was there. And I thought, whoa, uh, to get a doctor, to a surgeon, to see you in two days? I mean, you know, something's happening here. I looked at the sheet that the doctor fills out and he checked the diagnosis. He called me on the phone and after the appointment and he said that the doctor uh, said you need to have surgery right away to have that removed and wrote up a little note and this is what it was, a malignant neoplasm. And she said, well, I'll look it up and I'll call you back. So here I'm driving to work and she calls me back very seriously. She says, Mike, it means that you have malignant neoplasm cancer she said, well, it's not benign. In other words, it's something that's actively growing. Now I'm thinking, wow, I've got something pretty serious here. A little bit of fear came in, but because it wasn't huge, I really felt like, you know what, I know Mike believes uh, in healing and that the Lord can take care of this. Once I talked to her, I told the pastor, I said, what do you think I should do? He said, you know, Mike, you can do whatever you want. Uh, but he said, I said, well, they want me to cut it off. He said, well, and he didn't tell me, you know, he didn't say you can't do it. He said, well, that's not God's way. Uh, we believed that um, if you went to the doctors for anything like that, to have it removed, you're sinning. And if you're sinning, then you can't trust the Lord for healing it. And he said, but the choice is yours, whatever you want to do. But he said, you know, he said, I would just counsel you not to do anything while you have that fear. I called the, the doctor that they had made the appointment with and I canceled it that day. And so it's just like, okay, you know, I was still believing but still a little bit hesitant. Like, it's not that big, it wouldn't be any big deal to get it, you know, burned off or however they were going to chop it out and be done with it. The next day, I'm coming to work, it's like 8.30 in the morning and my cell phone rings, I answer the phone. This, I'm Dr. So-and-so, I diagnosed you with this yesterday. They just told me you canceled your appointment. I said, that's correct, I did. And he said, you can't do that. That I said, well, I can do that. And he said, I want you to know, I'm writing here down in my records that you're warned of, this is a very deadly thing that you're dealing with and that you've been warned by me. And then I was like really scared. Well, that following February, I guess it would be 2002, got very sick with the flu. And when that happened, it was just like the tumor, it just started growing out as a tumor. I remembered what the guy said, that if you let it go, it could metastasize which I think in layman's terms means it can just turn into something else or like mutate into some other form or go throughout the rest of my body or something. I'm watching and bandaging and as he's starting to get weaker and weaker and this tumor is getting bigger, I'm thinking why doesn't he just get this thing cut off? But at the same time as I'm thinking that, and I would vocalize that to him at times, just like, you know, this is it, you know, this is just getting worse, you're getting, you know, sicker, just let's get this cut off. And I would always go back to, you know, I, I have to do what I feel is right in my heart and I just don't have a peace from God about getting that cut off, you know, because the Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. 
I know that's not the solution. I don't have that peace in my heart. But as he would refuse, stubbornly refuse, and continue to stand on the word and God's promise of healing, um, I would try and agree with him and stand with him. And so for the next like five years, um, I went through this roller coaster at the church. I would get over one hurdle and then the bar would go up a little higher. And then here would be another thing that was uncovered that I wasn't doing right and that how could God hear me being a sinner? The whole time as it starts getting worse and worse, the tumor just, it would stink. You would, we'd wrap it with uh, paper towels and we'd have them soaked, spray some herb tinctures to try and help cut down on the smell of it. And it would ooze and it would bleed and we're wrapping it in saran wrap and then that would fill up with the ooze and then we'd have to drain that off and change it out. And the tumor was just feeding off the blood in his body. His whole complexion was like gray. His heart rate for like months was in the 90s. Oh, it was just, it was horrendous. I just noticed I just start, started slowly losing energy, like somebody just letting the air out of me. So this tumor started getting so big and very heavy, we've got to find some kind of sling or whatever. So I end up going to the store and buying a couple bras. Cut out one side and I would just wear that as like a harness to support, to support it over here. It just, it just wasn't a good thing, you know. This was something that we just had to live with and eventually God would heal. But I'm watching Mike's life being sucked out of him. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew that things in my body weren't working right on the inside. And, and then this thing I had that it was growing, it grew off what I, I call it a tentacle or like this arm I could see like growing out underneath my skin in there and spreading out. And it was nasty. It was just a, like a manifestation of, of the devil, which it really was. You know, the Bible says that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's what he was doing. He was just sucking my life out. He's d destroying, uh, you know, any productivity in my life. He was stealing away my happiness and my joy. I do have to say, though, that it was all by my consent because I didn't take a stand against him, you know. And at that point, Mike was so sick. It was just, it was very hard for me to leave him all day when I would be working and I would call Mike and I could just tell when he'd answer the phone like he was just like, I don't know if I'm gonna come home and find him alive. One scripture that really encouraged me was Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, where it says, my son, attend unto my words Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, but keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. I just decided, since I didn't have anything else to do during the day, that I was just gonna, every moment that I had, I was gonna get into God's word. And I knew that I was, I was short on the life and I needed help to all my flesh. I was flipping through the channels, trying to find someone to listen to while I was getting ready for work. And 
I came, went through the channels and there was the guy yelling and the guy doing this and I didn't want to listen to that and then I landed on this channel where this guy was sitting in a chair talking calmly and he said, Today I'm beginning a brand new series and I'm going to start talking about a teaching that I've entitled You've Already Got It. By that time I'd walked back into the bathroom and I was getting ready and I said, man, that's a stupid name for a study. And, but I didn't turn the channel and I, I just kept listening to it. That God has already done for you everything that you need done. And by the end of that half hour, I was hooked. And so here she offered us some CDs. And it was like, okay, yeah. And my wife listened to them first. A whole new Bible was opened up to me for seeing what uh, the Bible really was teaching and what I had believed and the things I was believing were not according to Scripture. And begin to start looking at everything from a standpoint where it's already accomplished and you aren't trying to get God to do something, but rather you're just appropriating what He has already provided. That mindset will totally revolutionize the way you receive from God. And then, uh, you know, passing it on to Mike saying, you got to listen to this. And this is kind of a miracle for me as well. It shows you how far, the, how quickly the Lord can deliver you when you're willing just to follow what His Word says and what He says in His Spirit over some legalistic thinking. The average prophecy that you're going to get in most churches is all about God is going to do something great. There is coming a great move of God. We are going to see something happen. But you never hear people very much talk about what has already happened. And I believe that instead of getting this mindset of trying to obtain victory, it really makes a difference if you understand that through Jesus, we've already obtained victory. It's a done deal. Yeah, I do. I've already got it. I was blessed in two ways. One, I was, all these things I've been studying in the last, you know, especially in the last few weeks, but six months prior, I was getting, you know, I believe it was God who had her bring that to me because it was just like he was saying all these things in a little different way than the Word says them, but he was saying the same thing that the Word says. I remember getting this revelation about uh, James chapter 1 uh, where it says about being tossed to and fro uh, like the waves of the sea, and I thought, you know, that is so much me. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. It says, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. And so I just said, you know what? I don't have to focus on two things. I can just focus on that. And when I did that, that's when I learned that I was able to receive from the Lord. That it wasn't him withholding. I already had it. He wasn't withholding. In other words, God through Jesus Christ was not the variable in the situation. It was me, it was my unstable thinking. The Bible says that by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. Just drawing this line in the sand saying, nope, it's going no further than this. That night was a turning point of his healing because even though we still had to mess with the tumor, it was still just as bad as before. It was just kind of like, he didn't, he didn't look at it anymore as that. He, he was seeing himself as healed. It was 
about two weeks later and suddenly we're changing and I have cut out the same length of the paper towels that we've needed to before to wrap this and suddenly it's just like we're folding it up and the it's just like we can cut this much off of the paper towel we don't need as much to to wrap it and I said Mike this is getting smaller and I said well of course I said God's healed me it's got to get smaller it can't nothing else can happen I don't care what it looks like on the outside. By Jesus stripes, I was healed. That's it. All of Andrew's teachings were already confirming the things that Mike had seen in the Word, but it was like a second witness for him that, yes, this is the way it's, it is. This is what God said, and he, it helped him to stand even more on the healing. I actually, I don't know, somewhere around May, I didn't have to wear the bra anymore. Each time as we're changing it, like, Mike, this thing is getting smaller and smaller. It was just like it was shrinking. So it was less and less that we had to deal with until it's a little thing like this, and then he can change it himself, of course, and no longer was wearing the support. And it's just like, this thing is gone. By August, it was nothing. It was just this little bump, a scar on my chest here. I was made whole by Jesus Christ, and this is the only direction my body can go. Devil. You can't have me. I've already been bought. After his healing, Mike felt strongly that there was more he needed to learn about standing firm on the Word of God. He and Caroline sold their home in Tucson and moved to Colorado Springs to attend Karis Bible College. Their journey of grace and freedom has just begun. Man, wasn't that powerful? And I tell you what God did for Mike and Caroline Hesh, He will do for you. God is no respecter of persons. It wasn't God who just let Mike go for years with this thing not uh, receding, and it just seemed to be getting worse. It was because of the way that they were thinking. And when Mike got hold of the truth that he already had it, it didn't, by his own confession, it really didn't matter what he saw or what he felt. He had it in his heart. He knew that it was a done deal, and immediately his doubts were gone and his faith rose. And today, Mike and Caroline are just doing great. You've already got it teaching, taught me that all the stuff that I was working to try to receive from God, I already had. When I read those two chapters where he was talking about the fact that we already have healing, like God already did it for us, I wept. He gave me eternal salvation, and He gave me all the things that I wanted and was looking for and didn't have before I understood that I already had it. <laughs> Andrew's complete teaching titled, You've Already Got It, is available in a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. It's also available in a book and study guide in English or Spanish. Each of these products is available for a gift of any amount. Or you can get them in the You've Already Got It package. This package includes the book, the study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $90, but you can get it today for only $60. Andrew's book, You've Already Got It, is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. And we encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. 
But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. Karis, an accredited Bible college in the beautiful town of Woodland Park, has been changing people's lives for over 25 years. If you feel supernatural peace about coming to Karis, that's God. Just follow the leading of the one that you serve, and that's always going to be the right direction to go. Go to karisbiblecollege.org to register today. 